Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Right into what we're gonna get into here today. Um, before I do that, actually, first let me tell you what the topic is. The topic here today is the real price of success. And this is a price that 
most people never pay, not because they can't afford it, simply because they are unaware that they're actually paying with the wrong currency. And I'll get into explaining what that means in a moment. But first, just give everybody a quick introduction to myself. Uh, my name is Dre Baldwin, former nine-year pro athlete. I'm an author of 29 books. I'm the creator of this whole brand and philosophy framework called Work On Your Game. It's all about taking the mental tools and strategies and attributes needed to succeed in the sports world and applying them directly, translating how they apply in the business world and in everyday life, specifically on the areas of accountability and strategy. So this topic about the real price of success that most people never pay, the funny thing is a couple of days ago, I did this post on a status update on LinkedIn, where I said that they don't pay you more money for working harder. And I had this, uh, this kid level response college student. And he says, well, and he, he kind of pushed back on me saying, well, yeah, somebody can make more money by working harder. Let's say if someone's a salesperson and they double their call rate, then they make more money. Isn't that working harder and you know, making more money from doing it? And I explained to him and it's hard to do it in these, these little small little bites, but I told him I had a whole you know, episode of my podcast where I talked about it, but just explaining to him that in a nutshell, a lot of people who have been taught, unfortunately, it looks like they're still teaching on college campuses and in schools because there's guys in school that they've been taught these inaccurate formulas when it comes to success, that you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That is absolutely not true. I play professional sports. I've seen a lot of talented people who didn't work hard, who got paid a lot of money. It is not necessarily true that just because you work hard, you're going to get more success and outworking another person does not necessarily create more success and doing more work than you're doing right now will not necessarily create a higher return on investment from you because it depends what kind of work are you doing? Where are you working and what are the possible returns based on the things that you're doing? So we're going to get into that on some levels here today. We can't get into everything existentially that we could talk about on this subject, but we're going to cover some high level stuff. And hopefully we have a few minutes left at the end where we can have some open discussion about the topic. So the first point here, again, the topic is the real price of success that many people never pay simply because they are unaware of the cost is I'm going to recite a quote from one of my favorite books. It's called thick face, black heart by Chin Ning Chu. And anyone who hasn't read this book, I suggest you do, because the book is really, it's really a, a philosophical book, which can apply to anyone, no matter what you do for a living. She says the following, and this is a quote. Each one of us is driven to a certain extent by fear, fear to rise, fear to fall, fear that we will remain in the same place. So many of us think, so many of us think that we want to be rich, that we want to be famous, that we want to accomplish great deeds, but often these feelings are just idle ruminations. Most of the things we think we want come at the price of leaving behind our familiar life and venturing into the unknown. Every time we accomplish something and move ahead, we have to exchange the known conditions of our life for uncertainty and unfamiliarity. Even though most people think they are trying to succeed, they are simply going through the motions. The last thing in the world that they want is to get off the familiar treadmill and actually get somewhere. Before we can succeed, we must clearly understand that success means change and the risk of failure. The failure of those who do not try anything great is commonplace and comfortably private. The failure of those who attempt extraordinary accomplishments is much more public and generally accompanied by sighs of satisfaction from ordinary failures. Close quote. Now, 
reading into this statement here, I'm going to give my version of what Ching said in that book, but I love what she said there. And there's a reason why I quote that and something that I, when I remember when I first read this book, I screenshotted that and saved it in Evernote because I liked it so much what she was saying. And I'm going to give you my translation of what she said in my words is the following. And this is really the point of what we're talking about here today is that the change that you want. And I think anyone who's up at six in the morning, listening to a bunch of people talk about uh, growth and accomplishment and achievement, that there is some form of change that you're looking to achieve, whether that change is doing more, whether that change is eliminating something that you don't want, whether that change is, who knows, fill in the blank, whatever type of change you're after. Because again, I don't think anybody is getting up at six in the morning and jumping on clubhouse because you want to stay the same. The change that you want will require, and that's in all capital letters, require that you trade some of your current comforts and known circumstances for the uncertainty that accompanies new actions, new places, new people, and new habits. This sounds easy. It sounds simple. It sounds desirable. It's something that if I just presented that to anyone on a logical surface level, most people would say, well, yeah, Dre, that's absolutely what I want. I want to do that. I'm ready to make change. I'm ready to go to a new place. I'm ready to work with new people. I'm ready to take on some new habits. Is that going to make me double the money that I made last year? That's going to get me out of this situation I don't want to be in anymore. It's going to get rid of these people that I don't want to have in my life anymore. It'll get me out of this tough situation that has been bothering me for the last six months. Most people say, absolutely, Dre, sign me up for that. I'm ready to make that change. It all sounds very simple, easy, and desirable until, keyword, until you realize what those changes actually are. And here's the logical truth about all human beings, which means everyone who's listening to me right now. If you, we, I, were already comfortable with the required changes that would make the advances in our lives that we want, then you would have made them already. The fact that those changes are uncomfortable is the very reason why we haven't gotten to where we want to get to. There's the very reason why you haven't made the adjustment that you want to make is because that change is going to cost you a little bit more than maybe what it sounds like on the surface. And this is really the crux of when we talk about accomplishment, when we talk anything around personal development, I don't care what the subject is. It can be business. It can be about money. It can be about getting in better shape. It can be about uh, building better and stronger relationships, building your team and your business, uh, getting out of a situation and reducing something that you don't want to have more of in your life. It's the change is a cost that usually is not so simple and easy, such as let me just work harder, then I'm going to make more money. If that was really all it took, then who here is afraid of working hard? Again, it's six in the morning. We're on Clubhouse listening to a bunch of people talk. The people in this room aren't. So all of you can think of it in your life. Did you just work? Can you just double your effort right now and everything's just going to turn out perfectly? Of course not, because the change is a different price. It's basically a different currency. It's kind of like you're walking around in a foreign country outside of the USA, but you're trying to pay for things with cash and dollars. As a matter of fact, a lot of places in America don't take cash anymore, right? Now everything is contactless. So you're carrying around a bunch of stuff that has very little value in that space, i.e. working harder when you're trying to solve a problem when that currency is not accepted. The currency that's accepted is there needs to be a different strategy, a different approach, and a fundamental change from the inside out for the person who wants to 
make things different. And this is the change that, again, a lot of people don't want to pay this. And these days you hear a lot of people talking about change, right? I'm an athlete, so I pay attention to sports and I see a lot of uh, organizations. You watch the Super Bowl, you see commercials. They're saying, well, we're, we're all about the movement for change, right? We hear people saying this all the time. We still got to get change. We haven't achieved change yet. We're putting together this organization. We're going to donate this money so we can create change. We want to create change here, change there, change everywhere. Interesting thing that I've always noticed when those people talk about change is notice how they're never talking about how they're going to change how all the change is what everybody else needs to do. See, the thing about change is not what somebody else is going to do to change. It's about what you're going to do. All right, Michael Jackson, everybody knows him. He has a song called Man in the Mirror. Even if you can't sing, uh, there was a, a woman who came on about 10, 15 minutes ago, said she couldn't sing. And everybody knows the song, right? And the song Michael Jackson says, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. So the change starts with how you are going to change fundamentally from the inside out, not externally, i.e. I usually get to work at nine o'clock. Now I'm going to come to work at eight o'clock. I usually leave at five. I'm going to leave at six and that's going to solve the problem. No, that's not the change. That's an externality. You working harder. The change is something that needs to change about the way you see yourself, what you value, what you don't value, what you accept, what you don't accept. That's the change. It's something that happens in between the ears. Then the external things happen, such as I'm going to show up to work differently. I'm going to take a different route. I'm going to try a different approach. I'm going to use a different script. Those are, even though they're things that you do, those are external. Those are things that somebody else can see and measure and hear and watch. I'm talking about the real change. The real price of success is the change that you need to make internally in your own mind. Things that nobody else can see. Only you can see it. Actually, matter of fact, you can't even see it, but you can feel it. And only you know if you really changed in that way. Now, we can measure the results of that through the actions that, that come after it. But you have to make the internal change first. Next point is this. Many of us, I would even venture to say most of us, think that we are doing the stuff that we need to do to become, quote, successful, close quote, whatever that means for you. But if you get honest with yourself, this is a question that, I'm going to pose to you rhetorically, but it's a question that when you take Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And ask yourself, this is not a rhetorical question from you to you, but it is from me to you. Is your current trajectory really taking you where you want to be? Let's say over the next month, by the end of, let's say by the end of quarter one, 2022, which we're less than four weeks away from. Is your current trajectory really taking you where you want to be? By the end of this quarter, by the end of this month, the end of this year, let's say over the next decade, with your current actions, the way that you're living on a day-to-day -day basis, not what you just do when you get excited or you get motivated or you get angry or somebody gives you a, a spark of inspiration. I'm talking about what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, your daily routines, habits, and actions, your normal way of thinking. Is it taking you where you want to be by the end of this month, quarter, year, decade? If you really just were to just project it out where you're going to be.
Only you can answer this question. Nobody else is qualified to answer. But you need to ask this question, and you do need to come up with an answer. So are you getting there, or is there some change that needs to happen? Again, change for you. Are you in need of an upgrade of actions? Do you need a completely new plan and strategy? Do you need to just rework everything that you're doing? Do you need some new information if the current plan is not working and you don't know what the right plan is? But the question you have to ask yourself first, if the answer is yes, then please continue on and keep doing what you're doing. Eventually, uh, somebody's going to ask you. Maybe you already got people asking you, how are you doing it? And you can go ahead and tell your story. But if the answer is no, and you keep doing what you're doing, when you have already clearly told yourself that is not working, then what happens is you become a statistic. See, in my book, Work On Your Game, I talk about this, the stories versus the statistics. Any of you who knows anything about sports, you don't have to have played, but we've all heard the stats, right? You meet some young kid who says, hey, I'm going to become a, a football player or I'm going to make it to the NBA. What is it that a lot of adults say? I don't know what they say these days, but back when I was growing up, back in the, the 90s, they would say, well, look, 99% of people, only 1% of athletes can make it to the NFL or the NBA, right? That They would give you the statistics, and those statistics are factually correct. And then somebody will say, well, I'm going to be that one in a million that makes it, right? But here's the thing. In life, all of us have to go through challenges. Everybody who's in here right now, you're either, as they say, in the midst of a challenge right now, you just finished coming out of a challenge or you're on your way into a challenge. The thing is, every human being goes through them, even though from the outside looking in, it may appear that some people don't have any. Everybody has them. You just don't know about them. Since everyone has to go through challenges, you can either, A, make it through those challenges, create success to the point that you get to tell your story because the way that you're, the way that you are, who you're being as a person is leading to certain actions that lead to specific results that other people want. And you get to tell your story. These are the people who come in here and speak on Clubhouse that we hear every day. The people who write books, the people who stand on stages and give keynotes, the people who have audiences and people just want to know how you think. How do you do it? What are you doing? Where are you going? What are your ideas? What are your opinions? Those are people who get to tell their stories because they created success going through all the stuff. Everyone else, they go through the stuff, but the stuff beats them. Instead of them beating the stuff, the stuff gets on top of them and beats them. They become the statistics. The statistics, we don't know their names. The statistics are just a number on a spreadsheet. The statistics don't write books because no publisher wants to get them in advance. They don't give, they don't give speeches because nobody wants to pay them to tell a failure story. And they don't have an audience because you know, who wants to follow behind somebody who failed? You're going to end up in the same spot. But everybody has to go through stuff. The question is, are you going to become the story or will you become the statistic? So the question that, let me tell you that question one more time is if you project your current actions out, your current everyday actions, I'm not talking about some random one day of excitement, but your everyday actions, is it taking you where you would want to be by the end of this quarter, year, or decade? And if not, what's your plan to do something different? Again, this is a rhetorical question from me to you. It is not a rhetorical question from you to you. The next point. If I described you just now, if you think or you believe, it's not you think, you believe or you know that your current plan is not taking you where you want to go, and you realize that there are some changes that need to be made, and you're feeling a little bit uh, self-conscious or uncomfortable right now in this moment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer you a, a lifeline. Don't feel bad about it. And here's why. Because for what it's worth, let's just say, most people... Most people in life 
never change. Most people become statistics. That's the reason why we have statistics because most people fit into that box of being a statistic. You look around at the people who write their books and tell their stories and stand on stages and get on Clubhouse. It seems like it's a lot of us, right? It seems like it's a lot of people in that space, especially when you're in it and you're in the midst of it. It looks like they're all over the place. Like, man, so many people here with so many great stories, so much information, so many people who've created success. Wow. You go to conferences and you see all these successful people telling their stories and all the stuff that they did. We are the 2%. I would estimate that about 2% of people in life are ambitious, meaning they have a strong drive and determination to achieve things. They wake up every day figuring, asking, how can I get better? How can I achieve? How can I move forward? How can I advance for myself, for my family, for my community, for my company, for the people that I'm around, for the people who follow me and are watching me and are inspired by me? About 2% of people wake up every day thinking like that. Even though, again, when you're in the midst of it, you might think it's everybody in the world. It's not. 98% of people, they get to a certain space and they just pretty much stay right there. They pretty much stay in neutral. As long as they're not doing horribly bad, whereas an emergency situation, they're good. Just, they're just good where they're at. All right? they're, they're, just, they're okay. All right? They don't want to go further. They don't want to go harder. They don't want to get better. They don't want to improve. They're, they're good. Most people never change. Most people become a certain type of person by around, by around the time they complete puberty. So let's say most humans are going to complete puberty by around age 18 to 25. And after that, there's no more growth, no more physical growth, no more emotional growth, no spiritual growth, no mental growth, no kind of growth whatsoever. Because after puberty is completed, all growth, ladies and gentlemen, must be on purpose. It must be conscious. It must be intentional. Now, if you're, you, any of you has a, I don't know if we have any kids in here, but any of you have a 12-year-old child, all right, that child's going to grow involuntarily. They're going to grow on it without even trying. They could be eating potato chips and, and soda every day, drinking soda every day. They're still going to grow. They're going to grow until they complete puberty. It's just a natural genetic thing. But after 25, any more growth, they had to do it on purpose. They had to want to do it. So if you're feeling like, from what I mentioned there in point number three, is your current path and your current daily habits not taking you where you want to be? And you might be feeling a little bit bad about yourself because now you're noticing it because that mirror got held up to you. Here's the thing. The fact that you're feeling bad about it is good news. It's good news that you're feeling bad about the fact that you know you need a new plan because... If you didn't feel bad about it, that would be the real emergency. A real emergency is when things are not going right, you know they're not going right, you know your current plan is not working, and then you look at, and then you say, uh, uh, so what? And you just keep on living how you've been living. That's the real emergency. Those are the people who become statistics. See, the people who get to tell their story, as I explained to you, they've all been in this space. You read the story of someone, you think of whoever you consider to be successful, you read their story, or if you know their story, every single one of them told you they went through that hero's journey to where they had this plan and things were working a certain way, and then what? Things were not working. Or maybe the story started with things not working. Right? I remember listening to Jim Rohn, who I still listen to to this day. He tells the Girl Scout story. Right? He, was, he had a Girl Scout knock on his door. This is maybe back in the, I don't know, 60s or 70s. Girl Scout knocks on his door, tells them all about Girl Scout cookies offers to sell him a box of Girl Scout cookies. They were $2 at the time. 
I don't know how much they cost now, probably $12, but they were $2 at the time. Jim Rohn said, I wanted to buy the Girl Scout cookies. The problem is I didn't have $2. So he lied to the Girl Scout, got her to walk away, and then he said, I don't want to live like this anymore. And that was the start of his story. And then he became a success, and he got to tell his story to the point that some of you know who I'm talking about when I say Jim Rohn. But everyone who tells their story, they all have a point in the story when things weren't working, right? They hit a, a snafu, as they say. Situation normal, all fouled up. Everybody hits that situation. Question is, do you keep going? Do you get up off the mat and figure it out? And then you can tell everybody how you did it. Or do you stay there? And as, I don't know if any of, if we have any rap fans in here, but the city, my hometown, the city of Philadelphia, there's a rapper by the name of Beanie Siegel. And he had a line in one of his songs where he said, if you lay down, you stay down. And that's what I want you all to remember. This is the difference between the stories and the statistics. Everybody gets knocked down. But if you lay there, you'll stay there. Because life will just stay right there on top of you. So the question for you is, not the question, but the point rather, if you're realizing that your current plan ain't working, that's good. Because you're thinking about the fact, hey, this plan isn't working. There are other people who are in your same situation right now, the 98% who their plan isn't working either. If they got to think about this, they wouldn't think about it because they're not in this room. They're not waking up six in the morning to listen to professional and personal development. They're doing something else, who knows? Probably watching TikTok. But those people, that 98%, they have the same situation, but they don't wanna do anything about it. They don't feel bad about it. They're not trying to hear somebody like me uh, preaching to them about, hey, you need to get a new plan. What are you gonna do about it? Stories versus statistics, they don't wanna hear any of that. So the fact that you're thinking about it is good news because you're going to do something about it. That's the starting point is realizing something needs to change and then taking the necessary actions to make those changes. The people who don't change, again, it's not because they're dumb, not because they're bad people. It's not because they don't want, quote unquote, they don't want success bad enough. It's because they don't want to step far enough out of their comfort zones to really get to that success. And this is the whole point here of the real price of success is that it's going to cause some type of change that many people are really uncomfortable with. And the type of change that you need to make is a change that's going to step you outside of your comfort zone. If the change that you needed was already in your comfort zone or the actions were already in your comfort zone, then, hey, we already know the rest of that statement, right? You would already be doing it. You would already be there. And this is not, again, not a bad thing because everybody who's listening to me right now you're in this room because there is something that you want to change in some way. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. You might be doing great. You might be making $5 million, You want to make $7 million. You might be in great physical shape. You want to get in even greater physical shape. So change does not necessarily have to be from bad to good. Change can be from good to better or good to great or better to best. But whatever change that you want to make is going to require something that steps you outside of your comfort zone because if that edit was already in your comfort zone, then you would already have it. And that wouldn't be the thing. So this is basically a self-perpetuating idea. And this is what we sign up for when we decide to become high achievers. This is what we sign up for when we say we want to get better over and over and over again. We're always working on ourselves. We're always pouring into ourselves. That's why we come into rooms like this. So we can hear all these great speakers who come in here and are always giving us some form of game that can help us get better. Because if any of us had a dial, inside of us that was set to, okay, 
I'm good. I'm at this point. I don't need to get any better. I don't need to improve at all. I'm good to stay in here the rest of my life. You wouldn't be listening to my voice right now. Why come in here? You already got everything that you need. You don't need to do this. You can go do something that's more mind numbing. Watch some movies or some cartoons or something. But you come in here because you want to get continually better, which means you're continually expanding and stepping outside of what is currently your comfort zone. This is the game that you sign up for when you decide to become a high achiever. There is always another level to go to, and you're okay with that discomfort. We call this eustress. So there are different types of stress. There's distress. That's the negative type of stress. That's the kind of stress that you don't like, kind of stress that gives people ulcers and heart attacks and causes people to look 10 years older than they actually are. That's distress. We don't like that kind of stress. This other stress is called eustress, and that's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, eustress. That kind of stress is the good kind of stress. This is the kind of stress that you put on yourself when you go to the gym and lift weights. It's the kind of stress that you get yourself into on purpose, maybe not always on purpose. Maybe you have a coach or a trainer who pushes you into it, but you enjoy it. You understand the value of it because you know that putting yourself under that stress is going to help you improve. So we like this kind of stress. So now let me recap my points and then I want to open the floor up and I want to ask, I'm going to ask, pose the open question here and then I'm going to open the floor in a minute is what type of internal change, if you've been thinking about it, listen to me here today, do you feel like you need to undergo in order to get to your next level? That's going to be the question. I'm going to open the floor in a minute. So my points, first of all, read the book, Chin Ning Chu, Thick Face Black Heart. I'm not going to read her whole quote all over again. Just get the book and you'll be quoting the entire book. Amazing book. My point, this is point number two. Change you want in life will require that you trade some of your current comforts and known circumstances for uncertainty that accompanies new actions, people, places, and habits. Sounds desirable until you realize what it actually costs, which is something outside of what you're currently doing. Number three, many of us think we are doing the stuff we need to do to become successful. We hypnotize ourselves into believing that because otherwise we couldn't sleep at night. So the question is, if you actually ask yourself consciously, are my current actions, my current routines, are they really taking me where I want to go if you project them out over the next 12 months, 10 years? And number four, if you feel that you are not, the answer is in the negative, don't feel bad about yourself because 98% of people never change. 98% of people don't even think about this, and if they did think about it, they would immediately dismiss it. The fact that you're thinking about it and you feel a ping of guilt or shame or sadness or anger or alarm is a good thing because that means you give a damn and you actually want to get better. Most people don't. So with all that said, let me open the floor. And if anyone does want to speak up, let's limit it to about 30 to 45 seconds apiece so we can get a couple people to talk before we hit 6.30. So who wants to go first? Good morning, Dre. It's Dr. Jamicia. Good morning, Dr. Jamicia. How are you? I'm good, good, thank you. So for me, I think uh, the internal change for me, it's the ask right? Asking for um, just to ask. I feel like since I'm a coach and I'm constantly the one giving and should be in that role, uh, it's it's the ask for me. And I think that's what's going to eventually get me to the next level uh, doing that. And also, I wanted to say I, the, the name of the book again, please. Thick Face, Black Heart. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for sharing. I, I really like that thing about the ask. I, I pay a lot of attention to study a lot of marketing and selling. And one of the biggest challenges for people is just, you know, asking for the sale, 
And I mean, we're all asking for a sale in some form, even if it's not money. So I appreciate you sharing that, Dr. Jamesia. Uh, who else wants to go next? We got a minute left. Good morning, Dre. This is Dr. O. Good morning. Is that Dr. O? Yeah, thank you. So, yes, sir. Um, so for me, um, when you spoke, um, the part that resonated most is just um, the mindset, just the fact that you're able to keep thinking and pushing yourself to be uncomfortable. Like for me, the way that shows up in my life is I don't get too complacent. Like if I hit a goal and I'm doing well and everyone is so excited, like, yeah, you did it. I am already thinking about, okay, what's next? What are we doing next? And I have to catch myself sometimes to say, okay, you got to celebrate this. You got to be able to revel in this, but not for too long though. Don't get too comfortable because we got to move to the next thing. Thank you, Dre. 100%. I appreciate that feedback. And I thank everybody for your time and attention here and feedback. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.